his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Nerds! Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to level up your financial game? Let NerdWallet guide you with smart strategies for lasting success. Get savvy tax planning pointers to maximize your savings, money-saving travel tips for your next family getaway, and investing insights like how a 529 plan can help you send your kids to college. Unlock the key to saving to help you earn more money. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you in 2024. Can I ask a question I've asked before and I still can't get an answer for it? Why Uh do people continue to bring loaded handguns on? Why do they keep trying to get those through security? How stupid are you if you are bringing a gun in a bag to the airport? Why does this continue to happen? I have no idea. Do people forget? That's what it's innocent. Well, this case, so Mark just had it in his news, and he asked me, "He's like, have you ever brought a gun to the airport?" I thought he was joking at first, right? But but no, he's like, no, I'm a hunter, so I mean, you can legally Mm -hmm. bring a gun to the airport if it's checked in your luggage and doesn't have ammunition. Can't be loaded. Can't have ammunition next to it. But the amount of people who just throw the gun in the carry-on and just say, "Oh, is that what it is? Is it you?" And if that's the case. You are not a responsible gun owner. I am sorry. Yeah. And you can you can yeah. cheer it's... to the hills all you want about Second Amendment and good guys with guns, and I'm a responsible gun owner. You're not if you're bringing if you forget that. Oh, geez, my loaded <laughs> handgun. It's the Austin is in Powers my bag. thing. It's a, how did that get in there? Yeah, it's accidentally. Well, purpose. so why is yeah. this? In, honestly, and I'm throwing it out there. Is there better explanation than somebody simply just forgetting it's in there? I mean, do you think that, like, you're going to show up and you're going to somehow talk your way into, like, getting Because your... they're going to take away your gun, gun right? Under the they, air... they confiscate it and you don't get it back, right? Uh, you face, like, a $15,000 fine for one thing. That's crazy. So, the... I mean, I guess a lot of people carry it in their briefcase, though, don't they? Yeah, and I get that. And so this, and this, mm-hmm. in this case, so this is a this is an employee. This is an airline employee. So loaded gun discovered in an airline employee's carry-on bag at MSP last week, according to the TSA. Officers discovered the firearm after the employee was randomly selected for screening. Okay, so so I uh, so airline employees they have the badge and they can go through the security line, and I guess they randomly select certain. They just pick yeah. every once in a while. We'll pick a airline employee and search. So, you know what that tells me? That tells me this airline employee was, if it's not if it's not being forgetful, it's well, I've done this before and I don't get yes. stopped, so I'm just going to keep my gun on me. What if you're in mm-hmm. U.S. Air Marshal? I guess I don't know the process of getting through that whole thing. If you're an air, I assume if you're an air marshal, you've, yes, yeah, you've, you've got yes, you've got you've got your credentials where you'll yeah. be able to get through. Mm-hmm. Um, and your prob- your gun is is checked, and they say, "Okay, you're a marshal." I mean, they know you're carrying it on, yeah. so that you're supposed to be carrying it on. But yep. 
I, 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 this is something also. I just that don't get it. I don't understand. I mean, maybe you forget your weed if you got a joint in your boot or something. But like, <laughs> speak uh, for your yourself. Gun? That, and, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't like freak out about this or go nuts if it, you know, was a one-off thing. Like, oh, this was the 49th firearm detected so far this year at MSB. Last year, 58 firearms were discovered at the airport. That was up slightly from 2021 when 56 nationwide. TSA recently announced that officers intercepted nationwide 5,072 firearms at security checkpoints. I just do not get that. I mean, it's like I'm thinking constantly about what I can bring. I I pack my dob kit. I'm like, oh, this uh, this shampoo bottle's got four ounces. I can't bring it in here. But maybe I'll stick my gun in there. I'll get my gun. will get by. What is what is the world is going on here? so true we are concerned about how much facial moisturizer we can <laughs> yes bring and how much shampoo is going to get ta- breast milk if that's going to get taken away from us and yet people are back in heat at the airport oh my goodness the world has gone and i mean mad. well and, and like and i and if an airline employee wants to have a gun go good for you but i, I there's got to be a, a method where you can change or you can check your gun or something. I, I just don't get that. People forget, just like the people forgot about their pets and kids in their cars. I don't think that happens 49 times a year. It you know, people forget about kids in cars. That would be awful. Well, it probably and, does. See, this is, some, this is something I think people can forget because if you carry it in your briefcase, you know, if you're a business traveler and this is something that you carry, but we just have to do better. And, and also, guns are expensive. You know, yes, they, they they're are. confiscated forever. They don't get them back. I mean, this could be thousands of dollars that they're taking away from you. I would be very concerned if I had a a thousand dollar piece of equipment that I was traveling with so as not to get it confiscated. And it's not like it's I, I, I mean, it's that, which, again, brings me back to responsible gun ownership is when you know you have to know where that firearm is all the time. Yeah, you have you to do. know if it's loaded or not all the time. You have to know who is around you. That could possibly come in contact with it. We had a case, mm-hmm. what was it, a week or two weeks ago where, uh, what is it, a four-year-old and a two-year-old are in the backseat of a car. There's a gun there and the kid shot mm-hmm. his brother. I mean, that's disgusting. I mean, I, I guess I will leave. Maybe there is some credence to this text because, I, again, I, I find that, too. It's like, how how on earth do you forget about your kid in a car? Um, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. I, I just... I, I guess that some things just go unexplained. And another text here to six five one four six one nine two two six. These folks should immediately lose their conceal and carry license. Gun confiscated forever. Fine. They're too irresponsible to own a gun. I agree with that. I, I think if if you you at least lose it, you have life. I mean, if you're that irresponsible to forget that you have a gun in your baggage. <laughs> Going through security checkpoint. I mean, what other mm-hmm. and what other mm-hmm. point in our lives are we scrutinized so closely than when we go to the airport and go through go through security? Mm-hmm. And it happened forty nine times at MSP. So that means it's yeah. happening probably that many times at other all the airports 5, all over the times. country. Five thousand and seventy two times at security checkpoints through September thirtieth. Uh, at the current rate, it'll surpass last year, which was a record last year. Of 6,452 times. People charged with a firearm violation can be fined nearly $15,000 for the offense, TSA said. 
noting it also revokes a violator's TSA pre-check privileges mm-hmm. for at least five years. Oh, oh no, don't do that. I mean, <laughs> Can't get uh, on fast. I'm, honestly, <laughs> I just, I don't get it. Yeah, 15000 to this texter, $15,000 fine, zero tolerance, $15,000 fine. I'm, wow, that's... That's a lot of money. That should be a deterrent, by the way. If when next time you're packing for a trip, if you're a gun owner, remember the fifteen thousand dollar fine you could get. That costs a lot more than your trip. So you could take a nice vacation for fifteen thousand dollars. So just leave your gun at home, or or check it in your bag if you need it at the location that you are arriving. Parents believe they would never forget their child in a hot car. They should think again. It can happen to anyone. Since nineteen ninety eight, about nine hundred and fifty children have died. In hot cars, more than half of them were left behind unknowingly uh, by their uh, parents. That that's true. That's I get devastating. That. I, I just and I, and I, mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe that's just you got stuff on your mind. Uh, things I, I get that, but I mean, man, it's mm-hmm. like if a handgun, like just forgetting you've got a handgun in your mm-hmm. carry-on, mm-hmm. I just do not get it. Uh, See, that would keep me up at night. Yes. That would keep me up at night if uh, God forbid, like if you ever made a mistake like that. For example, like. You know, getting a $15,000 fine and losing your handgun yeah. or God forbid um, leaving your child in a hot car. I mean, I would I would never sleep again no. if I made a mistake like that. And there is a new study that says 20 percent Americans rarely or never feel refreshed when they're waking up. I will tell you the top five reasons that are hindering American sleep next. Oh, what keeps me up at night? Uh, illness. Family. Anti-Semitism. But these are things that are very ingrained in my life. These are very personal things. More than 20%, according to the U.S. News and World Report, 20% of Americans say they rarely or never wake up feeling arrested. And here are the reasons. I'm shocked that's that low, though. You think it should be more? I think more. don't sleep well? uh, Yeah, Mm -hmm. I think so. I mean, but also, the study says, like, rarely or never. You know, you could have insomnia, okay. but still sleep, you know, three nights a week. Correct. Right. And that's half, you know, half the time. Yep. So this is a rarely or never. Like a never is a, you know, Chad Hartman level uh, insomnia. Yep. That's, you know, people that really have the illness of insomnia. Issues. Issues yeah. Um, and these are the things that are keeping people awake. Number five is the 2024 presidential election. What about you, Adam? It's well, up there I mean, for me, but it, it, it doesn't keep yeah. me up at night, but I'm thinking about it quite a bit. Yep. yep. Yeah. It doesn't keep me up at night either. Although I try not to watch a lot of news before I go to bed either, so I don't have dreams about Trump or Biden haunting me at night. <laughs> um, number four, climate change. I, I do know that climate change keeps my kids up at night. They do worry about climate change. What about you? I am. Um... I'm sad to say that I don't. I do not think about climate change in the middle of the night. I do not either. And maybe that's our age, or maybe we're just jerks. But I, climate change does not keep me awake at night. I'm sorry, Greta Thunberg, but I no, I don't. I don't. The only climate change I'm concerned about at night is whether the the bed is too hot. If the my bedroom is too warm or Agreed. too, it can never be too cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but it can be too oh, hot. Yeah. That's the only climate change thermostat wise I'm thinking about. And for us 51-year-old ladies, maybe a hot flash or two yeah. is what we're thinking about at night. Yeah. Uh, number three, keeping them up at night, is gun violence. 
This I get, especially after a shooting. Like, I have nightmares about poor babies that are shot. Babies, I mean, you know, students that are shot in school. Uh, when you hear about a terrible story, Adam, you know, like the kids in the back seat with yep. uh, the gun there, one shot the other. Right. Uh, yeah, I don't know that it's an every night thing for me, but I think when there's a big shooting in the news, that is challenging for me. Yeah, I, I, I don't think about gun violence at night. See, I don't okay. think about any kind of... Oh, I just think of my personal problems. Your personal problems. Okay. Uh, what about COVID? Because number two is the COVID-19 pandemic that's keeping people awake. Still? Night. Apparently, yes. I mean, this is a new survey. Yeah. No, I don't think about so COVID no, at night. No, you? Unless I was sick you're with not, COVID, I'm not, not COVID. thinking about it. Nope. Okay. Unless you're right. Correct. Yeah. I'm not either. I don't even give a thought to COVID, by the way. And like... Like Marley called me and wasn't feeling well. I'm like, ah, oh, take a COVID test if you have one. Right. You know, like at this point, we're like, what are you going to do about it? It's like having a cold right. at this point. Yep. So, yeah, I get it. Um, num- and number one, the one, the number one thing that according to this survey, Americans lay awake thinking about at night is the increase in cost of living. Okay. That's now that's reasonable. You? Yes. But you think on a yeah. personal level. I don't think, you know, I'm not like thinking about macroeconomics and about supply side economics and thinking about you know supply chain issues i'm thinking about what did i pay for a gallon of gas what did it cost for me to get the groceries and what's my Mm -hmm. bank account look like and do i have to tighten some things up that absolutely i think a lot of people that's got to be that i mean what do you think the number okay if we're not if we're if we're we're, we're including everything in every obviously it's different for different people but if it's Mm -hmm. one thing that keeps most people up at night what do you think it is money is it money, money or health? I think it's money. Relationship? I mean, health, if you have a specific issue, I think if you are a person who is fearful about being sick or has an illness that you're worried about coming back, I th- I'll tell you this right now. I had cancer twice. I don't lay awake thinking about it coming back. I don't. Yep. I've, I've put it out of my mind. Um, I do think about how I'm going to pay for some crap. 651. Or, or retire. Yeah, I do think about that. 651-461-9226. What do you what keeps you up at night? What do what what, what do you think? Is it is it money? I think money's a good one because money is like okay, like my kids thinking about my kids. But usually it's okay. Mm-hmm. How am I going to afford this for my kids? How am I going to mm-hmm. pay this for my kids? Mm-hmm. Um, I, so yeah, I bet you it is money. It's got to be. And remember, these are first world problems. If we're thinking about how am I going to afford summer camp, or how you know, I mean, the kids go to school for free. Uh, we have good health care. You know, God willing, I mean, a, a catastrophic health problem does put a lot of people in financial distress. Uh, I can speak mm-hmm. firsthand uh, to that. So, yes, that is a problem. But um, I really think people lay awake thinking about money. I yeah. do. I think it ruins marriages. I think it ruins oh. mental health. I do think that is a lot of people's biggest concern. And that is the number one, according to the study, what people lay awake yep. thinking about. Uh, six five one four six one nine two two six. I didn't mean to give you insomnia or more things to worry about. I was just kind of surprised at the other four. Yes. <laughs> Unfortunately, climate change is not on the top of my list. Sorry. No. Investments for retirement. Uh, somebody texted yeah. in living alone at age 80 and nearing the end of life. I, I hear that. Yeah. I hear that. People being alone. Loneliness is definitely an epidemic. And also... Um, having someone to be able to assist you. Mm -hmm. That's hard, especially in Minnesota. Minnesota winters are hard and they are definitely hard for the elderly. So I, I hear you on that. And, and so I think many of us lay awake thinking about our kids. Oh yeah. 
especially if you have a child that is struggling uh, with some with anything really, whether it be bullying or or you know grades or um, Drugs. struggling financially to find themselves yep. in life, whatever health. God forbid you have a sick child. That's you know if you are a depressed child, mental health. Uh, lots of us lay awake thinking about our kids. Right. The the saying is, oh, yeah. uh, as a parent, you're only as happy as your most unhappy That's, child. That is absolutely one hundred percent correct, man. I feel like your kids got a battle in summer, got a problem. Mm-hmm. Oh, that mm-hmm. consumes your mind, doesn't it? consumes you consumes you yeah and that was not on the list by the way so uh i'm i'm yeah that's the stuff i lay awake about someone says relationships should be on that list too yeah relationships all the time Mm -hmm. i mean Mm -hmm. that's not only family but uh, with friends and family too what you're thinking about there yeah i i I say i started off the segment saying something that i lay awake about is anti-semitism and now uh this horrific war in the middle east is something that i has been keeping me up at night. And no, I have not been rested. And I have been having nightmares about the hostages, about the loss of life, uh, about growing anti-Semitism, not only in the Middle East, but in this country. I want to bring back a guest that we had on uh, close to a month ago. Ben Ribnick is a Hopkins kid. He uh, moved to Israel and joined the IDF after studying there. And he just was released from the IDF three months ago when his service was finished. Then, of course, uh, the Hamas terrorists attacked and murdered 1,400 Israelis and took 240 hostage. They are all still hostage today because it is one month since the attack. Ben Ribnick is still in the United States. His commander did not call him back, told him to stay here and share experiences, share things about Israel, share his experiences in the IDF. Ben Ribnick is going to be joining us next on the air one month after the war began to talk about where this month has led him next. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams. Thanks for everything, mom and dad. Will always be worth it. Apply today at penfed.org slash savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Nerds! Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Sometimes you need a change of pace. That includes your finances. Get smart with your budgeting with financial tips straight from the nerds. NerdWallet's trusted experts will set future you up for success by untangling today's web of financial misinformation. Learn about smart investing strategies, tax planning pointers, and travel tips to save on a fun family getaway. Maybe somewhere tropical? Spring ahead for smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Ben Ribnick was on the show about a month ago, just after the Hamas terrorists attacked Israel and murdered 1,400 people and took 243 hostage. Ben is from Hopkins. 
He's a Hopkins native. He moved to Israel and he enlisted in the IDF. And just three months ago, he was released from the IDF because he finished his service. When the war broke out, he spoke to his commander and his commander said, you know what, Ben, I think you need to stay in in America. You need to talk with people. You need to let them know about the IDF. You need to educate them about Israel. And from what I have seen from the response to this conflict, Ben Ribnick has his work cut out for him, educating people about this conflict. Uh, we're Ben, I'm so grateful that you're joining us once again. He's joining us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline to um, hear about what the last month has been like for Ben, his family, and his loved ones in Israel. So, Ben, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me. You got it. Uh, we spoke about a month ago, right after the war began. What has this last month been like for you? Yeah, this last month has been pretty crazy. Um, you know, every day really fighting the urge to, to fly back. Um, but like you said, there's a lot of work to be done. Um, and a lot of that work needs to be done here, um, I believe. So it's been a really crazy last month. Um, dealing with um, trying to get as many speaking engagements as possible and mm-hmm. um, spreading awareness and raising funds again for, for my team and for the community I lived on in the South that was destroyed. So it's been, it's been a busy month for sure. So Ben, Adam Carter here, when you say that the, the work that needs to be done here, you just mentioned speaking about it, what other ways are you doing that? And can you give us an idea of kind of the reception that you've been getting? We've obviously seen many, many cases where, there's a lot of people that are not sympathetic to your cause. Have you received that kind of resistance? And I guess, how do you deal with that? Um, I personally haven't received any kind of resistance um, other than uh, there was a night when um, I went with a couple people to hang up some, some of those kidnapped posters on, on the U of M campus. And um, we noticed at the end of the night that they were already, um, part of them were already torn down. Um, but that's really the only resistance that I've really faced um, in this past month. Um, obviously, that's, you know, a disgusting act to to rip down such a poster. But um, other than that, I haven't faced much resistance. And to be honest, I also don't put myself in the situation to receive resistance from people. I mm-hmm. I don't think it's effective. I don't think it doesn't work towards any greater cause. And um, I just just trying to keep my gaze forward, you know, not not listen to the noise and the, the distractions from the side. You know, you mentioned the ripping down of the posters Uh, just a few days ago. I believe it was over the weekend. uh, A man was murdered at a rally in Indianapolis. This was a man who was um, just, you know, and is an Israel. He wasn't even protesting. He was just standing on the corner of the street with some Israel signs, pro-Israel signs. And a, a protester from the opposite side came and beat him over the head with a megaphone. And he died on the street so there is blood being spilled from a peaceful protest somebody who didn't agree with his views attacked him i guess somebody who is pro hamas attacked him on the street and murdered him in the street of indianapolis and this this idea of ripping down posters of of hostages that are babies you know the youngest is 10 months old people ripping those down that response honestly ben has shocked me because if your cause is uh, against, you know, or, or for pe- babies being taken hostage, I feel like that says it all. People, you know, who, who want babies to be taken hostages and not raise awareness or, or even them brought home, you have a problem with your cause. 
for you, Ben, for somebody who has fought in the IDF, what do you think of the American response? And I want you to answer politically, i.e. President Biden, and then, you know, regular Americans. Sure. Um, well, yeah, the whole ripping down of posters, that's really a phenomenon that I do not succeed to understand. Mm-hmm. Um, as for the response, the American response, first of all, um, I was very impressed by, by President Biden's first remarks. His first statement specifically was, was very strong, in my opinion, mm-hmm. um, which was really nice to see. Um, so that's on the political front, but now on more of the social front, and you know, we're seeing college campuses across the country. Um, it's concerning. It's concerning. I'm concerned for the Jewish students on campus all across the country. I really am. Um, and that's not a, I, I don't think that's an exaggeration either. This isn't a, you know, safe spaces. It's none of that. This is really, I really feel that there are Jews on campuses across the country that really are, their safety is at risk. I really do believe that. Um, and you know what, to be honest, I, I think that maybe even the majority of these people who are um, participating in these pro, pro-Palestinian, even pro-Hamas rallies, um, excuse the expression, I really think they are useful idiots in many ways. I don't think they fully understand the scope of the, of the conflict. I don't think they fully understand either side. Um, and it's just kind of trendy. I think there's a lot of people, you know, wearing the Palestinian flag for aesthetic purposes. And um, it's really a shame. It's, and it's, mm-hmm. it's mind-boggling how, how people, especially um, liberal liberal college students um, can get behind such an honestly far-right ideological organization like Hamas. It's, it's mind-boggling. It's just such an interesting phenomenon. I, I don't succeed to understand it. Yeah, there's a lot of things that college kids do that are very difficult to understand, and that certainly uh, aligns with that. We're talking to Ben Ribnick, IDF soldier, Hopkins native, now an ambassador for the IDF. I wanted to ask you this because I've been hearing stories now, you know, with the ground offensive that that sure. is taking place and now the that some of these soldiers people you probably know will be tasked with you know going down into these tunnels and just the closed quarter warfare that's going to be taking place there uh i'd mm-hmm. imagine your thoughts are, are with many of you i suppose a lot of those people are friends of yours yeah absolutely um just uh two days ago um the idf released a statement that my unit from, from active duty, Sayyid Golani, um, led a further advancement inside of Gaza City. They arrived all the way to the beach of Gaza. And so, yes, definitely I am personally connected with, um, with people in there and um, praying for them. And, and yeah. How are they, Ben? I know you were raising money for your platoon, so they have everything you need. I, I know mm-hmm. if they're in Gaza right now, I'm sure you don't hear from them. But did they get what they need? And what is the latest on your platoon? Sure. So my platoon, um, specifically, because I'm actually in reserve duty, I'm no longer in active duty. Um, mm-hmm. We've been moved to a different unit, to a reserve unit. Mm-hmm. So um, my team specifically is actually not um, inside of Gaza. Um, I speak with them every day. They are in reserves, but I'm not in the South. Again, mm-hmm. I'm in constant contact with them, talk to them as much as I can, and um, we are working on getting them the things that they need. It's not an easy operation um, to get some of these types of equipment to Israel, and even getting money to Israel can be difficult, but these are problems that we're working through, and 
Mm-hmm. This is some of the work that just needs to be done, you know? Is there any news on the hostages? I, I was in touch earlier this morning uh, with um, Ilan David, whose brother is taken hostage. And, um, yeah, we talked, Ofer's, to them. we talked to them on the yeah, air, right? Right. We, we've talked with him on the air, and I, I was hoping they would join me today. But I understand that for the families of the hostages, today is a very hard day because it really is one uh, month that they have been gone. Do you know anything about the hostages? Unfortunately, no, I don't know any any more than what's released to to the public. You know, we're all kind Mm -hmm. of in the dark together on this. Um, Obviously, that problem takes number one priority in terms of the IDF, in terms of the Israeli Mm -hmm. government. That is by far, by far, by far, 240 hostages, top priority. That's 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 what we're looking towards right now. Ben, is it? You've said that, you know, your work is here right now, but do do you anticipate that you'll be going back and fighting? I certainly would like to. Um, It's been a really difficult struggle for me, to be honest. I'm really fighting with that urge every day, Um, trying not to let my emotions get, get a hold of me and trying to make the right decisions right now because, um, I really do feel like there's more work that needs to be done here. And um, even if it's just money to be raised, um, I'm trying to make the right, I guess you could say, business decision for myself and for the people people that I know and the people that I love, um, just in order to make the most impact possible. I will be making it back to Israel at some point, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, you talked about the misinformation or or people being confused, you know, maybe. And Mm -hmm. and boy, you're really giving the benefit of the doubt to people at these pro if they are a a pro Hamas rally like you're you're being a lot kinder uh, than I have been. But yes, I do believe that there is a lot of misinformation. I often hear that the media is doing a poor job of covering this conflict what do you which i of course ben try not to take personally because i do the best i can over here on wccr radio but what do you feel has been the media response and do you think as somebody who you know lived in israel served in the idf do you think the coverage has been fair and accurate um yeah so i think it really depends um which kind of let's call it maybe cable news network or publication we're looking at um, mm-hmm. On one side of the aisle, there's BBC and maybe even the New York Times who have repeatedly come out with misinformation or, or reported too early on a subject that was not yet clarified. And, and that's been really damaging. That's, that's really damaging and, and irresponsible from a, from a journalistic point of view to be doing that, that kind of thing. Now, there are other outlets and, you know, th- I'm not getting political at all here, but let's say Fox News, they've got Trey Yanks who's an amazing reporter, an amazing journalist who's on the streets. He's, he's there. He, he's been in Israel for years, but he, he's, he's the one who gets, he gets inside of Gaza. He gets as close as possible. He really shows what's going on, and he shows what's going on with the Palestinians inside of Gaza as well, what they're going through. And it's been a big mix. But one thing I can say is there's been a lot of, in my opinion, unresponsible, sorry, irresponsible reporting from some of these major outlets. And it's just been really, really damaging because sometimes people see something and that first impression is enough for them to, to make an opinion. And 
and it's just false information sometimes. Agreed. Uh, ben, and of course, Ben is, I think, making reference to the Al-Shifa hospital that was actually bombed by Pas- Palestinian Islamic yep, Jihad exactly. when one of their rockets fell in the parking lot next to the hospital. And immediately news outlets were saying that it was an Israeli airstrike that killed 500 people in the hospital. And now we know that uh, that is not true at all. It was not an Israeli airstrike. It was a Palestinian Islamic Jihad rocket that failed, um, hit the parking lot. And there were I, I believe there were 100 casualties, but not because of an Israeli rocket. It was a, a Palestinian rocket. So, um, Ben, thank you. Thank you for sharing your thoughts with us on a a somber memorial, uh, you know, of the one month into this war, the one month of babies being still held hostage, 240 people, innocent civilians being held hostage by terrorists in Gaza and um, and sharing your thoughts. Uh, Ben Ribnick, everyone. Jordana, thank you. Um, It has been a very somber month, I just want to say. This is the time for optimism, not to listen to the distractions, none of the protests, none of the free Palestine and just gazes forward and we're working. And, and that's that's what we got to do right now. Thank you, Jordana. Thank you for having me on air. Thank you, Ben. We promise. Uh, thank you for uh, sharing that conversation with us. Uh, Adam, we do have. Uh, we are going to end on a positive note mm-hmm. because we need distractions sometimes. We can't constantly be, uh, well, as we can't. Some people are, but we can't here on this show constantly be embedded in what's going on in the Middle East. So we are going to fire up the random review generator and see what is our homework tonight to watch. That's next. Uh, Kenny Chesney, who's uh, coming back to uh, Twin Cities, U.S. Bank State, really? announced today. You knew yeah. that? Or did Josh tell you? No, I knew that's Kenny Chesney. I love me some Kenny Chesney. Josh loves Kenny Chesney. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, like I'm really out of that whole loop. You are, uh, by the way, uh, your Linda's construction time check is 11.52. Time to save on Infinity for Marvin Windows. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Sorry, I cut you off. No, no. I'm glad you you got that in. But uh, I'm looking forward. I I look forward at night to turning off the CNN and turning off the news and trying to find something that is a little bit of escapism. So that's what we do. We do here on Tuesdays. We pick something. Well, the RRG, the random review generator, picks something fun for us to watch and uh, we get a little escapism. So we hope you'll do the homework with us. We'll review this tomorrow. But Josh has the keys to the uh, random review generator. Is that right, sir? I do. I do. Let's fire it up. Fire it up. Let's find out what the uh, genre we'll be watching too. All right. The uh, genre uh, Book to movie. It's called Book to Movie. So this is a popular book that's been turned into an actual oh. series. So it, it's a drama. Uh, and and uh, let's find out what we're going to watch. <laughs> Seems awfully specific. All right, you guys. Uh, it is all the light you cannot see. All right. Let's looks, hear a little it, sample of that. interesting. All right. Let's hear the uh, sample. Yes. Ah, this, uh, I've been oh, looking boy. forward to I got this. Chills. This is. Oh, you a, know this? Oh, yeah, I read the book. It looks uh, really good. All the Light You Cannot See was a fantastic book. I read it probably four years ago, four or five years ago. Really? I have to. Okay. And I've been anticipating this. And again, this is with the caveat that, you know, we talk to Tim Lammers about this all the time about is it going to be as good as the book? And rarely, mm-hmm. you know, there's something different about reading a book and then watching the movie. It's just, it's mm-hmm. very, very rarely. Do people say, wow, yeah, it lived up or exceeded the book? It was better than the mm-hmm. book. Um, so it's going to be difficult in that aspect because it was such a good book. 
and I think this is a series, so it's it's not just one uh, movie. It's I think it's a it's a limited series, so it's probably two, three. Well, up. tell me what it's about. So I mean, it's is about, it about a girl. A broadcaster? It's She's World a, War Two. Okay. She's a French girl, blind French girl, oh. in this small village that's been occupied by the Nazis, and she broadcasts like a ham radio every night, and mm-hmm. I think she and her uncle gives her material that she can broadcast that are secret messages to the Allies. So, oh. and but then there's this uh, Nazi radio worker who listens, and he's not, he's not, he's a sympathetic character here. He's not like okay. your classic Nazi. So, mm-hmm. um, there, yes. And so it's very interesting. It was, again, it's a great book, and it's, it, it revolves around these two young people. Um, so, it's oh, okay. Very interesting. Boy, this is uh, this might be a little too close to home. Uh, a World War II show. You think I can get through it without having like a complete mental breakdown? Yes, there's not. It's 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 okay. it's there's not um, there's not um, like Holocaust references. It is the Nazis, okay. obviously. So it's yeah, not exactly an uplifting topic there. But yeah, there's a lot of Jew hatred going on out there. I don't right, know that I, not, I. I was hoping for some escapism yeah. tonight. No, I don't think that comes up. I don't think that comes okay. up in this. If you can separate okay, Nazis right. from okay. hating Jews, which is right. pretty much their thing. So it's tough to kind of it's separate. That's their thing. But no. It's what they do. Yeah. Okay. All right, good. Well, I, I'm looking forward to, to seeing it. And it's it's not a movie. It's a series, right? It's a, a couple-parter. Yeah. Great. Well, I hope you will be watching it with us tonight. All the Light I Cannot See. Is it on Netflix, Josh? Netflix, correct. Yes. Yep. Okay. It's on Netflix. I will uh, carve out time to make sure that we watch it tonight, and we will have our review at this time tomorrow. We hope you can chime in. That'll do it. What are you doing with the What are you doing with the rest of your day? Uh, I got to do the Ask Adam Anything. That'll be coming up uh, in about a half hour uh, with uh, Chad. Chad is back in today. Tim Pawlenty was in for him yesterday, but uh, then uh, who knows? I don't know. Didn't hope it? you're getting paid extra. You know, working those extra hours. Yeah. Hello. I don't think this case. I cleaned bathrooms yesterday too. I didn't even get into that. I cleaned a couple bathrooms yesterday. I am a I'm a Renaissance man. Ah, oh, tomorrow. That's our lead. Okay. Have fun on Chad's show. All we'll right. see you tomorrow. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Nerds! Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Sometimes you need a change of pace. That includes your finances. Get smart with your budgeting with financial tips straight from the nerds. NerdWallet's trusted experts will set future you up for success by untangling today's web of financial misinformation. Learn about smart investing strategies, tax planning pointers, and travel tips to save on a fun family getaway. Maybe somewhere tropical? Spring ahead for smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. 
So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does. <laughs> Nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.